Hey, and welcome. In this week's show, we are talking about subconscious money blocks. And while it doesn't matter how intelligent or how much know-how you have as an entrepreneur or as an investor, unless you clean up your subconscious belief patterns and financial traumas, won't make any difference, that intellectual knowledge, because the subconscious or unconscious rules result in many ways because it's ability to control conscious behaviors. The other thing we're going to be looking at is the question, is Dan Andrews, as some people believe, and Dan Andrews, for those that aren't in Australia, is the Premier of Melbourne, is Dan Andrews a saviour or is he a dictator? Great question. And uh, there are many people on both camps. So we're going to start off with that. So when this uh, pandemic first started, I observed many people in Melbourne, and I have many clients there, and they were in love with Dan. They really believed that Dan was really doing the best to save them. In fact, I remember having conversations with people and they were saying, oh, the right wing down here in Melbourne, they're really trying to undermine what Dan Andrews is trying to do, which is protect us from the virus. Around that same time, I was in a lot of business groups and I would attend those meetings on, on Zoom and they had the opposite opinion. This was early on. They were like, wow, this guy is a dictator. This guy is a control freak. And in their terms, Dan Andrews was a money eater. In fact, in this group, they were calling politicians and bureaucrats money eaters, and they were calling entrepreneurs money creators. So in their viewpoint, there's the money eaters and there's the money creators. And of course, the money eaters being those that take tax dollars and uh, use those tax dollars to govern the country. So I've been watching from afar, and it's really interesting. So again, that question, is Dan Andrews a saint or a dictator? Now, a couple of days ago, I'll just quickly share this, I started to see some footage about Dan Andrews' pandemic power grab being condemned. Now, of course, this is in the Financial Review, which is read by a lot of business people. And on the ABC, they didn't use words like condemned, or they didn't talk about it as though it was a bad thing that Dan Andrews was doing this power grab. And I'll talk about the power grab in a minute because it is an interesting thing that's happening here in Australia. And that first thing is that Dan Andrews has gone to Parliament looking for emergency legislation to give him unprecedented powers, so this has never been seen before in Australia, to announce pandemic restrictions with three months blocks and he's asked for that power to happen indefinitely. So he doesn't have to ask the cabinet if this gets passed, nor his party room or the caucus, nor the parliament. Dan is allowed on his own if this bill is passed to decide everything. Total power to shut businesses, 
restrict movement, cancelling public events, increasing fines to the tens of thousands of dollars. So again, even federal terrorism legislation doesn't go to this length. It's really important to understand that if this gets passed, Dan is allowed to make any decision he likes without having to be questioned or having to have his decisions passed by anyone. So this is interesting because, again, how do you feel about that? Do you think that's a saintly move? Do you think that that is a, a great way of protecting the people of Melbourne from this virus? Or is this government overreach from the money eaters, as the business people were calling him? He's the head money eater in Melbourne. Is there anything to be worried about? So typically there's a school of thought and thinking that says when bureaucrats or politicians get into power, um, they want to stay in power. It's also important to note, as someone sent to me today, a message saying that there's no public servant or no bureaucrat, no politician that will suffer financially through anything that happens through this virus crisis, as an example. And I've been thinking about, like, if, if, if you were thinking that of Dan as a saviour, and I know people do, what kind of people would think of Dan as a saviour? Well, um, I think that I don't think a lot of business people would think him, of him as a saviour. I think a lot of people that are losing their livelihood wouldn't think of him as a saviour. If you were safe and you were getting your government payment when you're out of work and you enjoy that, you might think of him as a saviour. If you're in the public service, you might think of him as a saviour. If you're very, very scared of this virus, you might think of him as a saviour. And I also think it's really important to say that when we talk about being scared of the virus, this is still the survival rates for it. Okay, so this is the latest research out of Stanford University in the States. So pretty much everyone survives it. However, and I share this in my Vortex Rebirth group that I run every Friday, a lot of people are very afraid of this virus. They're not even aware that these are the statistics. And I also think it's fairly interesting that most of the business people I know in Melbourne are all over these statistics. But a lot of people who, you know, might not know where to research or find this information, they're used to seeing this kind of thing from our very low consciousness media. Again, as I said before, bureaucrats, politicians, um, the public service, they won't lose a thing from any decisions made through the virus. And either the journalists, they make more money, typically. So we see here, uh, you know, this was a message about the 15-year-old girl that died. And uh, you can see the response from Sally Rajab. This 15-year-old girl was my beautiful niece. And no, she did not pass from COVID. She had a lifetime of complications to the last being an aggressive brain tumour with all the treatment and medication. But, of course, 
this girl 15 dies with COVID-19 went all around Australia, went everywhere. So again, if you're watching that kind of news, reading that kind of hysterical news, because we live in the age of emotion, media loves to hijack amygdalas, um, which is the flight and fight uh, place in the brain, then you are going to be super scared and worried. And you might look at Dan Andrews as a saviour, but what do you think? Tell me. Do you think he's a saviour or do you think that he is a dictator? I mean, that's pretty amazing. He's now able to make any decision on his own. Well, this is what he's, he's put into Parliament to have, hoping he can get this through, that he can make any decision to pretty much do anything and have no one double-check that decision. Interesting enough, this was sent to me. Uh-oh. Okay, I'm back. This was sent to me just before I went live. Victorian officials refused to release vaccination status of virus deaths. Victoria Health Authorities have declared they will not report a key COVID detail, which New South Wales has released every day for months. Interesting. Again, why wouldn't they? Are they trying to control information for some reason? Of course they are. They've got an objective. Again, is that a right or wrong objective? You tell me. What do you think? Is that the move of someone that's trying to control how you think or not? Maybe they can't trust you to make a decision if they give you that information. Anyway, that's a decision for you to make. Let me know what you think, whether he is a dictator or whether you think that he is a saviour. I'm going to end this. I have very poor internet by the looks of it, so I'm actually not going to continue. So I won't be talking about money blocks, and I will see you next time when I have decent internet. I've just moved. And uh, obviously, I still need some work done on my connectivity. Catch you later.